0: One, two, three, four. Screen time!
1: Screen time! Screen time! Screen time! It's my screen time, too. Hello, and welcome to It's My Screen Time 2, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming, from Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone, voluntarily. I'm Katie. And I'm Deborah, And I have two sons, Jay, he's four, and Kenny, oh my gosh, he's going to be one on Sunday.
0: Ah, That's so great. (laughs) Crazy. Yeah, and I have a a nine-and-a-half-year-old named Tony and I have six-and-a-half-year-old twins named Libby and Nate who are especially adorable this week because they're all at camp. (laughs) Yes, so they're adorable for someone else. Yes, we love (laughs) to tell a quick story about how awesome or awful our kids are because in addition to being pop culture consumers, we're moms too. And I'll go first because Tony, my oldest, is at overnight camp. He is not in contact. The only way we can tell if he's doing okay or not is the camp posts pictures of that day's activities, and maybe you'll catch a glimpse of your child. And he appeared to be wearing his swim shirt and goggles during uh, Capture the Flag game. Hmm. So he may or may not be okay. And I can also see like what he's um, spent his money on at their... Little canteen. He had a lot of soda and a bag of chips. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm finding the online like tracking of him kind of funny and adorable.
1: That's funny. I think I can keep better tabs on my dog when she's at Doggy Day Camp. Like they have more, uh, more cameras set up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Probably. So, how about your boys? What are they up to this week?
1: Uh, well, we went to Disney last week with another family. I know I feel like I say that every other week, but guys, we, we live in Florida. We <laughs> live in Florida. <laughs> Disney is very close. We have the annual pass. We're trying to get our money's worth. So, we went with another family with a son that was just Jay's age. So, they were perfect for playing together. Only now, all Jay wants to play is a game called Oops, I'm in the River of Poop. (laughs) (laughs) And he asked me all the time, Mom, can we play Oops, I'm in the River of Poop? Because, of course, we're back at home now. His friend isn't here. And uh, I do not want to play Oops, I'm in the River of Poop.
0: Is this like a don't touch the floor, it's lava type of game?
1: I believe it's exactly the
0: same as The Floor is Lava. Yes, that's my impression. That's really funny, perfect for his age, (laughs) climbing on furniture, and poop jokes. So for screen time news today, we are discussing an article from Good Housekeeping. God, I love a middle-aged mom magazine. I know this about you. And you know what? The articles are sometimes not bad. I found this article titled, Some Kids Are Making Millions as YouTube Stars, But Is the Fame Worth It? Dun, dun, dun. inside the up-and-down world of viral videos made by underage YouTubers. And the author, Judy Kettler, has two kids, one of whom is kind of actually a online aspiring star. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like a trampoliner and has built a modest following on Instagram. So she speaks from personal experience as the mom of a aspiring Influencer, and then she interviews some families about their experience. What did you think? Well, we've talked a little bit about the
1: concept of kid influencers before, so it's hard to get it out of my head that it feels exploitative. And I don't know if it was just this mother's, the author slash mother's perspective, but her focus was definitely on the fact that, at least in the case of the three people she focused on and presumably her own son it was very kid directed mhm she didn't yes. spend a lot of time talking about how involved the parents were how you know they quit their various jobs to manage their children although i think she said one of them had done that
0: well we've covered this type of article before but it was about like four-year-olds mm-hmm. who they don't even know what Instagram is, but this is where it's like teenage kids. This is um, something that they decided they wanted to do. Um, the article quotes uh, co-founder of Digitour Media and says that one of the top five career aspirations of Generation Z is to be a social media star. You're cringing and covering your face <laughs> because for us – You're like a millennial and I'm like a generation Xer. It's just so outside of our realm Mm -hmm. of reality that I just can't have a hard time identifying with it. My first thought after she talks about how these kids are like on top of it. They spend like so much time filming and editing their videos and it is like a job. I was thinking to myself, luckily my kids don't work that hard at... (laughs) anything. They haven't shown like the aptitude for <laughs> self-directed work mm-hmm. that would requ- be required of a Instagram or YouTube <laughs> influencer to be really successful.
1: Okay, so what was the worst thing about high school? The worst thing about high school for me was the pressure to always look good like in everything I did like the feeling that everyone was looking at me under a microscope even though that wasn't true I can't imagine choosing that choosing more of that like it was bad enough just being in a high school and a middle school with other kids I can't imagine being like yes bring it on from the entire internet
0: right right like you're worried like you're talking like how you wear your hair and what clothes mm-hmm. you're wearing, and do you have any pimples? And are you fat?
1: Mm-hmm. No, you're
0: not fat, but I feel fat, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And even like with your life's accomplishments, too. Like this girl, the second one she profiled, Study Quill, who I watched her videos because I love, love good stationery, love a good pen. Um, she was like sitting doing her prom makeup in front of the camera talking about her college plans. Like to me, she was just opening herself up for so much unsolicited horribleness from the internet. Cause not only are the other kids you go to high school with horrible occasionally, but we all know that the internet is full of terrible people who do not hesitate to say terrible things.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, this was an interesting article, something to think about for the future. Mm -hmm. Since our kids are not this age where they really could have a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. or try to create one. Gosh, I would not wish this upon my children at all.
1: (laughs) Plus, I just don't want to encourage Jay to be that. Uh, adventurous on the trampoline because it makes me nervous
0: (laughs) yeah same same (laughs) yeah if my kids ever get a wild hair to create a YouTube channel like I'm gonna pull out this article and show them their paragraph where they talk about the boy who had a really successful channel and then YouTube just changed the algorithm and all of a sudden his revenue stream vanished
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, there were so many analogs to actual horrible adolescent experiences that you and I would have gone through in the days before the Internet. Like you remember the morning you woke up and all of a sudden your best friend was one of the cool kids and you weren't Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's the same as changing the algorithm. You've defined all of your your worth by this number. Mm -hmm. And then one morning you wake up and everything's different. Why do you need that at that scale? at that age I just I don't like it
0: Mm -hmm. and a record of it is gonna be online forever Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but it was super interesting thank you for finding it of course (laughs) (laughs) do we have any follow-up from our last episode on gecko's garage I'm dying to know whether you sat down and watched that recycling truck video
0: I didn't watch it. Oh,
1: man, but it was so fascinating.
0: (laughs) I've got it in my back pocket. I think it might be helpful at some point. Maybe I'll watch it with my kids if we're ever talking about, you know, put the soda can in the right garbage Mm -hmm. receptacle. All right, you are
1: two for two on Disney live action remakes this summer.
0: Yes, we went to see The Lion King. It was um, the same week that we were at the resort. So we saw two movies that week, which is made it the best week of the summer. <laughs> I know that not everybody is into the new Lion King, but I loved it. Yeah. The soundtrack was a big part of my like early adolescence or tween mm-hmm. years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I love the music. Um, Beyonce was in it. John Oliver was in it. Um, Seth Rogen was in it, a bunch of actors that I enjoy mm-hmm. and entertainers that, that I enjoy, Donald Glover, the animals were amazing. I loved it. And of course, like my whole family went to it and we were all super excited to see it because Libby is really, 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 really into wild cats, especially lions. Oh, and so we awesome. were all excited to see it with her because she has been waiting for, The day that it came out in theaters like all year
1: Uh uh-huh that's great we will talk again in uh three to six months when I finally get to watch it
0: okay sounds good
1: all right so moving on to the next installment of our YouTube for Summer segment In our YouTube for Summer series, we attempt to sift through the terrible content that YouTube voiced on our kids and pluck out the gems. So today we are talking about the YouTube channel Art Hub for Kids. Nope. Art for Kids Hub, which I will forever and always call Art Hub for Kids because it doesn't make sense the way it's actually worded. Right. (laughs) Okay. So Art for Kids Hub... Was established in 2012 it has something like 636 million views and almost 2 million subscribers they upload a new drawing tutorial monday through friday and it's basically um the star i guess you could say is the father of this family and he does drawing tutorials with one or two of his kids and uh, it's just very basic sort of cartoony line drawings that they then color in. So he gives you the line by line instructions and you just see their hands doing the drawings and he does them at the same time that his kids do it. Uh, This appears to be a true family YouTube channel. So there's the father Rob and the mother Taryn who I didn't really see in any of the videos that I watched. Um, And then they have four kids, from oldest to youngest, Jack, Hadley, Austin, and Olivia, and they range in age from, I would say, 2 to 12. Does that seem accurate to you?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So they have a YouTube channel, but they also have a website. It looks like they offer drawing lessons. Um, They also have their own streaming app that you can subscribe to, uh, which seems to be an effort to just completely steer clear of problematic YouTube content, which we'll get into that later. But just like last week's toddler fun learning, they're not just limited to YouTube. They're coming at this from all different directions. They're clearly... Trying to be, oh gosh, what's the word? A multi platform media company? Right. I think so. <laughs> so, this was Deborah's pick. Why did we pick it, Deborah?
0: I have heard good things about this channel. My kids watched it in school. Mm-hmm. What haven't they watched in school? <laughs> but um, this was something that their librarian did during library time because um, she's always trying like maker space type things Mm -hmm. and um, a couple of library classes they watched videos drew something colored it in and what they brought home I was really impressed with Mm -hmm. and then another mom friend of mine has the app and pays for the app and talked about how it was a really good way to like get her kids to like settle down. That's fair. Is to all have them like sit at a table and just draw and it was a good activity. And she's got three kids that kind of have a age range and they all liked it. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, as usual, we watched the first video posted on YouTube, which was called How to Draw a Monster. And we also watched the most recent video as of, let's say, July 26th, and it was called Spotlight Superhero Art. And then we each watched, I'll say, one or two additional videos of our choosing. (laughs) (laughs) And as usual, we will start by discussing the videos we both watched, and then we'll move on to the ones we watched independently, followed by our more general thoughts. Deborah, do you want to talk us through how to draw a monster?
0: Yes, but first a question. Did Mm -hmm. you do the drawings when you were watching?
1: Oh, for sure. I can't wait to show them to you.
0: Okay, same. Great. (laughs) So How to Draw a Monster, it's the dad, Rob. the dad, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) It's Rob and I think his daughter Hadley. And this was just their hands, two pieces of paper. The dad is like, Rob, is drawing the monster step-by-step Hadley is also drawing it. I was also drawing it very simple. Like he started out with a jelly bean shape. He did the eyes, he did the mouth, he drew arms and then hands. And he was really encouraging to his daughter. whose drawing looked very rudimentary compared to what he was able to do and Mm -hmm. super encouraging and talked about how it's, great that our art looks different from one another yeah so i i loved the format i thought i liked that it was a really achievable project Mm -hmm. and i thought that the like rapport or banter between rob and his daughter was really adorable agreed it was really
1: i don't know it was really sweet that the focus definitely wasn't on perfection
0: Mm mm-hmm yeah And I think later, I don't know if they said it in this video, but like later videos, they end up and say the most important thing is to have fun. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the perfect drawing.
1: And the thing that I liked about it, because this was the first video that I watched, um, was that it was just the hands. And I thought initially that that was some effort to like protect the kid's identity only later to find out that the kids are all over this thing. But at least for the mm-hmm. first moment, I was like, way to not exploit your children. You're only using their hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, should we move on to the next one we watched? Yes. Okay. So Spotlight Superhero Art was different. It was just a slideshow of different superhero drawings that kids had done based on tutorials from the site uh, because they definitely tell kids to send in pictures of their drawings after the videos. And it sure seems like, boy, how do they get a lot? Um, So there were a lot of adorable pictures of really proud children holding, you know, their drawings of Spider-Man, Uh, the Marvel characters a whole host of superheroes and some like originally created superheroes it was really sweet it was a little long to me Mm -hmm. just to be watching a slideshow of kids with cute pictures who weren't my kids like if it was a 15 minute slideshow of my kids holding up cute pictures I would be down with it but Mm -hmm. you know i probably could have stood for this to last like 30 seconds
0: right (laughs) yeah it kind of made me think of uh when we watched kids pop and we watched one of the videos that was just like outtakes it Uh was like a video compilation of the outtakes from the real music video i just thought they were being pretty smart about content creation these YouTubers, it's like when they take when you take all the scraps from the pie crust and roll it out again and make something different on the side with your beautiful leftovers. maple leaves
1: to yeah. decorate the pie crust. Oh, my mother always does that. I only make burnt maple leaves that are completely unusable.
0: <laughs> I tend to hate like reader submissions like our newspaper has this thing in the travel section where they always on the back page feature a photograph sent in by a reader and Mm -hmm. it just makes me like really irrationally irritated really I don't know why because I feel like I that space it's a could be used for a professional photographer and they could pay a professional photographer. I don't know.
1: Listeners, this in no way reflects Debra's opinion about getting listener feedback on our podcast. She loves it. She wants to hear or see whatever you have to say or send it. Oh yeah.
0: This this is visual. <laughs> visual.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not great entertainment. It's cute like if like you know when you had your kids call into Wow in the World with their Wow in the World. Like, it's cute for them to hear themselves. So, Mm -hmm. if your kid was one of the kids in this slideshow, I could definitely say, I could definitely see calling them in to be like, hey, look, you made it onto this channel that you love. But beyond Mm -hmm. that, yeah. Unless it's my kids, I'm not super interested. Right. So, what did you watch on your
0: own? So, I watched. You know how horses are really hard to draw? They're like the hardest animal to draw. Um,
1: Side note, I can't really draw at all. So pretty much any animal is hard to draw. I did not know that horses were known for being the hardest.
0: Um, I don't know if I reached that conclusion on my own or if that's like proven. But I watched something on how I watched a video on how to draw a cartoon horse. Mm -hmm. We'll post this.
1: Ah, oh, isn't that good? Yeah, that's great. Hey, I had an idea, Deborah. What's that? I think we should say if we can get three Facebook interactions from three different listeners or three iTunes reviews for our podcast this week, then we should post our artwork.
0: Ooh, that's a good idea.
1: So, like, that's all we're asking for, guys. Three interactions, and you can see are awesome. Well, in Deborah's case, awesome. In my case, hilarious artwork. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Drawing a cartoon horse.
0: So, very much the same format as the how to draw a monster. Um it was Rob and I think it was Hadley again, and they were drawing a horse. Mm-hmm. I thought the instructions were very approachable, very easy for me to follow. I felt really good about the finished product. And you should, you should. <laughs> um, and then the other video I watched was um, how to draw a fox emoji. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I just watched that one because it was short.
1: Ooh, very good. It's
0: pretty good, right? Uh-huh. It's cute. Yeah. You can tell what it is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Same format, except this one, Uh, Rob was working with his oldest son, Jack, Mm -hmm. and so his emoji and Jack's emoji, like, Jack just had more skill, because he's older, and so their emojis looked pretty similar, and then at the end, they like fast forwarded so you could do see like the time lapse of them coloring it in and they Mm -hmm. did a lot of like shading work Mm -hmm. which was fun to see and I liked seeing the finished products of those that video a lot. Yeah as
1: someone who cannot shade
0: Mm -hmm. worth a darn yeah
1: oh my gosh Deborah. when I was in college I did an internship at a museum and part of the we did like preservation on artifacts and part of the process was making a drawing of the artifact both Hmm. before you preserved it and after you preserved it they would always make fun of my drawings because I couldn't shade like it didn't it just looked like a child's line drawing of whatever it was I was preserving they were like you gotta shade it in to make it look you know like it really looks and I'm like it's all very well and good for you to say that to me but I'm not gonna suddenly know how to do it
0: but if I had
1: been watching this this YouTube channel, maybe I would have had a better grasp of shading. That's too bad, Katie. I'm sorry you got made fun of. Oh, that it's just one in a long list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I maybe bit off a bit more than I could chew, and I jumped right in, because the majority, I feel like, of the tutorial videos were for how to draw branded characters. Would you say that was accurate?
0: Yeah, I think that's what kids want to learn how to do, for sure.
1: So I started with how to draw Lego Batman. Mm. And I did not look at the video length. My goodness, this was a half hour long. Oh. It was a really long process. Um, And I drew along with them... For everything until the coloring, because I just didn't feel like getting out a box of colored pencils. And mm-hmm. um, but I watched the coloring and was impressed with the shading. <laughs> it was not easy. My Lego Batman is not great. I'm gonna show it to Deborah now.
0: Oh my gosh, that's really good.
1: <laughs> and Rob did this video with his oldest son, uh, Jack. So Jack's drawing was also pretty skilled for a kid, definitely. And the instructions were really good. I mean, they've clearly been doing this for a while. They know how to put things in the simplest terms. And it really is just line by line, which as someone who doesn't really know how to draw, was just Mm -hmm. really helpful. Like, that's what I need. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. show me
1: how to put individual lines together to make the finished product.
0: (laughs) Right. Totally.
1: Um, and then the second one I watched was How to Draw Hey from Moana. Oh, cute. <laughs> and this one Rob did with his middle son, Austin, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And really the only thing that bugged me about it was they kept calling him Hei Hei, which makes me oh. wonder <laughs> if they even saw the movie or if they just like knew that Moana was a thing that people liked. Mm-hmm. But... The drawing was much simpler than Lego Batman. I am much happier with the finished results. I feel like Austin's drawing skills are probably more my speed than Jack's. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not up to Jack's level. So here we go. I'm going to show Deborah Hey, hey.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's really good. (laughs) It's pretty decent, right? (laughs) I think so. Yeah. I know. I mean, you could have showed it to me and I would know exactly who it was if you hadn't told me that.
1: Uh, This was really fun. It was really fun. What did you think?
0: I loved it. Yeah, this is probably my favorite YouTube channel we've reviewed all summer long. Have you... Did
1: you ever get into the adult coloring book craze?
0: Oh, I was gonna ask you about that. (laughs) I haven't really... Um, because I have kids and Mm -hmm. kid coloring books and like I'll sit down. Libby always wants somebody to color with her. Mm -hmm. And so I do sometimes do that. And I find it really fun and relaxing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the craze started at the exact wrong time, like right when I had my first kid. So I was like, I did not have time to sit down and color elaborate mandalas or whatever. But I feel like this YouTube channel for an adult, has a similar sort of appeal. Mm-hmm. It's just very yes. much like I'm calmly following the instructions, and it doesn't require much brain space. And I'm just going step by step, and at the end, I have something pretty. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. I loved the family also. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because I watch, you know, how YouTube just plays the next video. Um, I watched part of a video where Rob is showing flipbooks that he created when he was a kid, and he oh. mentioned that he's a um, animator, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he clear and he clearly has uh, art background, mm-hmm. and he has found a way, because it's so hard to make it as an artist. Mm-hmm. But this is a wonderful way to monetize art. And make a living at it, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's clear that like this is their bread and butter as a family, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's clear that this is a business for them, but they did not have those annoying interstitial ads that Gecko's Garage did. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, definitely. And they seemed like a really nice family that enjoyed being together, which I don't know how much of that is for the cameras but the kids just seemed like kids. They didn't seem overly coached. And mm-hmm. they seemed perfectly happy with their like weird cockeyed drawings that they ended up with, which I love.
0: Yeah, and the dad was really encouraging to the kids, but not in a cloying way. Right. Like he just seemed just genuinely supportive. There was one moment, I think
1: it was when I was drawing Hey Hey, that like uh Austin was having a he was just having a hard time understanding the instruction so Rob asked him if he could help and then he helped draw like it was a circle or something and he was clearly very concerned after he did it he was like is it okay that I helped you it's still your drawing right like he just wanted to make sure that his son (laughs) was still taking ownership of it it was I thought a really cute moment of like parental insecurity
0: (laughs) oh yeah definitely
1: So YouTube is obviously a treasure trove of how-to videos. I know makeup tutorials are super popular with Mm grown-ups. Skincare tutorials, also very popular. I love hairstyle tutorials. That's my jam if I'm ever going to do a how-to video. But like even Mm -hmm. like home improvement, you can find how-to videos for anything on YouTube. Do you use YouTube for any specific instructional videos?
0: I do not, but like nothing happens at our house, house maintenance related, without Jeremy watching a YouTube video on yeah. it. Yeah. Or <laughs> several YouTube videos. <laughs> like, I, and I was like, um, cocking our shower. Uh huh. It's something I'm not very qualified to do. And he was like, he kept saying, like, well, just watch a YouTube video. Just, just see what YouTube says. <laughs> I mean,
1: to me, it's not even like, I'd necessarily need the instruction from YouTube. It's the act of seeing someone else in motion doing it. That kind of bolsters my, Mm -hmm. uh, what's the word? My confidence about being able to do it as like a lone human being.
0: Yeah, this I think is like in an ideal world, Facebook would just be how you show pictures of your kids to like relatives you don't get to see very often. Mm -hmm. In an ideal world, YouTube would just be how-to videos that make our lives better. Yeah, I like that a lot. You w-
1: okay, so like a million years ago, we watched Creative Galaxy, this Amazon original show. Um, mm-hmm. And listeners, I don't remember the exact listener, no the exact episode number. It was under 10. It was an early episode. And at the end of every episode of Creative Galaxy, they had a little art project for the kids to do. And it was generally very structured. Like this is how you build a snow globe. And I remember at the time you talking about your preference for freeform art projects for your kids versus uh, these very regimented step-by-step projects mm-hmm. did you have a similar gut reaction to this because it is very much like draw here draw here
0: I know and I think this is serving a specific purpose and I mean kids who take art classes like they have to learn technique mm-hmm. and maybe this is part of it I haven't taken enough art classes to know like I never took a drawing class so mm. I don't know where you even begin but This seems like, you know, if you're a musician, you have to play scales. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you want to be an artist, you have to start out drawing a monster. I don't know.
1: So, this kind of leads into a question about technique and my main complaint about the tutorials. Like, I kind of wanted them to show me how to draw, hey, hey. And then be like, okay, so you have this picture of Hey Hey. You want to draw Hey Hey from the side? Here, let's do that. Oh, you want to draw Hey oh. Hey with his wings out? Oh, let's do that. Let you want Hey Hey to walk? Here, this is how you make his legs move. I kind of wanted that little extra step. Maybe that's because I'm thinking more of like a comic book situation or an animated movie situation where like I would want to do more than just. Frame this beautiful picture of Hey Hey that they helped me make and put it on my wall, mm-hmm. you know. So, I kind of wanted that little extra bit of drilling down into technique, I guess that would be the best word for it.
0: That's interesting. You should write into them. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think I'm their intended audience, but I guess I could. (laughs) Can you do an adult series in which we learn how to make these characters
0: move? (laughs) So you mentioned that the Batman video was really long. Mm -hmm. Overall, what did you think about the video length? It really varied.
1: Mm -hmm. I wish I'd just paid more attention to it up front. Okay. I mean, I did think like the slideshow videos were too long for me as I mentioned Mm -hmm. but I feel like if you were paying attention you could find things that were really quick how long was the emoji video do you remember
0: it was around five or six minutes I think Mm -hmm. yeah I thought for the project I thought the video length was pretty perfect yeah would you ever consider getting the standalone app did you like this enough to pay for it
1: not for myself because I can disregard YouTube ads and I can stop it from playing the next video and I'm I'm not as susceptible to the terribleness that is YouTube but were I using this for my kids were my kids using this by themselves I guess I would think about it I mean it is a legitimate workaround to the problem of questionable content on YouTube right?
0: Mm Hmm. Yeah I rarely 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 pay for any apps Mm -hmm. and so I probably wouldn't ever get it.
1: Because it's a monthly subscription and let's just be honest here how many monthly subscriptions like when is enough enough because with streaming services alone we're already paying for three streaming services and we're about to be paying for a fourth once the Disney one comes online, I just, I really, I tr- I try to keep an eye on, like, how many subscription-based things we're ponying up for. Because it adds up. It really does. Even if it's just seven bucks a month. hmm Right.
0: Yeah. And if it's all on YouTube for free in exchange for watching some ads, I will just watch the ads.
1: Yeah. So were you able to compare this to any adult movie or TV show?
0: I mean, Bob Ross. Yeah, that was my immediate thought. Yeah, obvious one. Mm -hmm. And I've been watching Euphoria on HBO and one of the characters dressed up as Bob Ross for Halloween, this (laughs) pretty girl who's like a little bit of an outsider from the in crowd and like. Even the mom was like, you're supposed to be hot for Halloween. <laughs> I'm
1: amazed that like Gen Z kids know who Bob Ross is.
0: I know, right? How do they? Yeah. That seemed unrealistic, actually. I never painted along. Mm-mm. But Bob Ross videos, I remember, were like a thing to watch to chill out to at one point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Did you cast a gritty HBO reboot?
0: Okay. I didn't really do a good job of casting it, but I have a great concept.
1: I love it. Okay. Bring it on.
0: Okay. So clearly Rob has a degree, maybe an MFA in animation or fine art or something to be at the level that he is. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, um, the very few art classes that I took like in high school there's a range of how successful people are going to be as artists mm-hmm. so I would love to see a show that's called art class where are they now <laughs> and it would be like maybe four or five people and then flashbacks to like their high school art class selves and then what they're doing now and then one of them would be Rob or a Rob based character who has like a successful YouTube channel drawing kids drawings. And then there would be like somebody who lives in a warehouse in Brooklyn and thinks that Rob's a big sellout. Cause he's not <laughs> staying true. <laughs> to Cause, cause he's making too much money to be like a real artist. Mm-hmm. And then there would be like, another character who didn't make it as an artist but now like sells art or as an art broker or something or mm-hmm. works for an auction house and there's a lot of tension because like he or she could help the rest of them make it so I think it's a good concept for a show oh my gosh I thought there was going to be a way
1: bigger dose of shot is it schadenfreude where uh you know they would be just totally failed at art and like no longer doing art and their dreams would all be crushed
0: i yeah that's, <laughs> i'm meaner than
1: it. you are apparently
0: <laughs> there's definitely room for it <laughs> all
1: right so we were talking about the lion king right yes the lion king was a big deal when we were old kids young teens right That was, like, Mm -hmm. during the Disney hand-animated renaissance. Yes. And now, obviously, everything has kind of shifted to computer animation. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to see, released in tandem with these new Disney remakes, the characters from the hand-drawn versions, drawn by the original animators, like, just venting all of their anger at like their beautiful art form being taken over by computer animators like the people that didn't make the shift so like you have this new lion king with these seemingly live action characters and then you have like this black market tape with like all the characters from the lion king just like being really crass and just like Mm -hmm. saying all this terrible stuff i just think there's got to be some resentment there to be mined Yeah, definitely. I like it. So do you think it was better when we were kids?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Mm -mm.
0: No, the best we had were those books that show you like how to draw animals or something. Mm -hmm. And you start where you start with like a triangle. Those are super hard to follow along, too. I never had a lot of success with those. I had one that I liked quite a bit that was
1: very similar and I was trying to remember what it was. I thought in my head it was maybe a Richard Scarry, mm. like how to draw a book, but then I was just paging through on Amazon and I didn't see any familiar titles. So maybe it was someone else. But it was it was pretty similar, like draw this very simple shape, add a line here, mm-hmm. add a line there, and like you eventually come out with a skyscraper or whatever it was you were trying to mm-hmm. draw. But not nearly as engaging as these videos were. Definitely without an eye to replicating uh, contemporary pop culture characters. hmm Would you ever watch this alone voluntarily? You know, I might. There was a period of time before I had kids when I used to make pretty intricate hand-drawn birthday cards for oh, all of my yeah. family members. And I'm not a very good artist, so it would take a long time. And sometimes it would have been convenient if I could have just like dashed off a character from one of their favorite cartoons or something. Uh, So if I ever get back to that, I could definitely see watching this again by myself.
0: Yeah, totally. I would definitely watch it with, I mean, Libby is the one who likes to draw in color. Mm -hmm. I would definitely watch it with her too. So 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids I mean, mine are still too young,
1: I think. They say Mm -hmm. like the gen the ideal age to start with these videos is age five. And I can totally see that. They're a bit too intricate for Jay. He's not at a point where he's gonna sit still and pay attention to a tutorial
0: like this. Yeah.
1: But for kids in general, like not my specific kids, A plus, I think it's great.
0: Yeah. And keep in mind it was recommended by a professional school media specialist the librarian at my kids school so that to me is a ringing an endorsement
1: (laughs) yeah guys we're doing this for fun but it's their job (laughs) yeah (laughs) how about ratings
0: five five stars
1: yeah five stars for me too this was a lot of fun even as a grown-up and those grown-up coloring books can kick rocks because I'm just gonna learn how to draw cartoon characters till the cows come home (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time Two. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a website, myscreentime 2com We're on Facebook at facebook.com/slash my screentime two. And you can also find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us.
1: And remember, three interactions this week, and we will post our embarrassing drawings. Or Deborah's (laughs) beautiful drawings, my embarrassing drawings. Okay, go on.
0: You can tweet us at at MyScreenTime2 or email us MyScreenTime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by me and my adorable children, and our podcast is produced by Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye. Bye. It's my screen time too.